podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Wolves Weekly, Match Day Live Extra with MyDieselClaim.com. Arsenal 2, Wolves 1, 2. Early goals for the home side. The Gunners got themselves into a position where it looked like they were going to go on and give Wolves a bit of a pasting, just as Wolves suffered the last time we were here on the last day of the last season. Bakayo Saka got the first for the Gunners just after six minutes. A clever bit of work on the right-hand side. Nobody really tracked his run, and he was able to get past the challenge of Craig Dawson and fire into the bottom corner right-footed. Martin Erdegaard swept home after 13 minutes from work down the opposite side. This time, Sinchenko's cross and a clever finish from Martin Erdegaard. Arsenal hit the post in both halves, actually. Once from Gabriel Martinelli in the first half, once from Eddie Nketiah in the second. But Wolves kept on pressing and after a really tricky opening period, Sean of Mario Lamina and João Gomez through suspension and no rain, eight Nuri through injury in this game. They kept going and eventually Mateus Cunha, who'd stung the palms of David Raya with a fierce shot at the near post with his left foot, eventually from just inside the box, was able to fire the ball home into the top corner late on in the game and give Wolves a little bit of hope. But unfortunately, there wasn't the grandstand finish that we were hoping for. I'm Mikey Burrows. I watched this game in the company of the Hall of Famer, Andy Thompson. And in a way, we're slightly frustrated by the way that game finished that we felt we were right in it. Yeah, we were. Um, I, I thought the second half, I thought that we played really well. Um, I think we grew into the game a little bit better. Um, because look, you look at that first half, and that, that's been that's been the blow to us. That's been the the problem that we've done. I think that we've done it on a regular basis for whatever reason, starting slow, uh, backing off teams, and and allowing them too much respect, which we did for the first 25 minutes against Arsenal, and then they got the two goals, um, which weren't great for us, but they showed glimpses of it in that first half. We got better, but I think it was just like the basic the subs, the change of formation. In the way that they played, um, i.e. giving it a little bit more advanced up the pitch, pushing the team up there and putting pressure on Arsenal. Because, say, until then, Arsenal were just dictating the game, just doing what they wanted to do. Um, and Wolves had to do something about it, and the manager definitely did. So, look, I think that he, he started to ask questions of Arsenal, and they were hanging on towards the end. They were desperate. They were trying to get the ball, kick it out, get rid of it, waste time. Because they were rattled. And it was, I'm just watching the replay again of Kunar's goal. It was a great finish. Yeah, they, they started with a slightly different formation uh, today from previous games. Obviously, with the change in midfield, there was a much more of a noticeable midfield three with Sean McNair Belgar playing a bit deeper. Tommy Doyle as that kind of holding pivot with Bubakar Traore and Belgar. Uh, supposed to, I guess, be the number eights, the active players in there. But as, as you mentioned, Tomo, Wolves just weren't really able to, to get close to Arsenal in probably, what, first 20, 25 minutes, yeah. maybe even slightly longer. But when they eventually kind of pushed Belgar a bit further forwards and he started getting on the ball, that's when Wolves started to look more like themselves. I just, I just think that there's a couple of um, incidents there where I think that when we're down the flanks, either of the full-backs, the problem that we have, and, it, and it, it's throughout the game, is they need a striker, they need an outlet, they need somebody to hit. 
And I'm looking across it. Samedo's got the ball down this right-hand side, or Bueno, or Adeuti. And I'm looking. You've got the wide man out here, which was either Sarabia um, or Salah Wang, depending on what it was. But the other striker is over the other side of the pitch. So, like, if what if somebody, if one of them two comes short, all of a sudden you've got n you've got nothing available to do. So they need, to, for me, the need to get the the second striker across or the second attacking player across to just give them some kind of help, some an outlet ball, just something that's going to put pressure on the back line of, of Arsenal. And and then we didn't do it, but I just think that we utilised the ball a lot better in that second half. I think that we looked a lot more comfortable. I think that we've advanced a little bit in our starting positions, probably about another five, ten yards up the pitch, which put us in contact with Arsenal. And we was able to put a little bit of pressure on them. And, and get something out of it, and, that, and that's where the goals come from. Samedo trying to read and put pressure on their back line, which we didn't do for a long period of time. So, did they show them too much respect? Yes. In that opening bit. Yeah, I think they did. I think I said to you there was one because we were, it was down at the end where we are, uh, and there was numerous occasions where we're defending it. Declan Rice is on the edge of our 18-yard box. Our closest player was on the six-yard box. A couple of times. It, to Odegaard, the goal for Odegaard, he's coming because we're too deep and nobody's in touch with him. And it, all, he's, all he's had to do, he passed the ball into the net. That's all Odegaard did it. Uh, Declan Rice has had two or three opportunities which he's ended up uh, pulling, uh, not hitting the target or we blocked, got a half block on it. But you can't be playing that deep. We've got 11 of our players either on our goal line or on the six-yard box. That coming right, and I've said this to you before in games, when we're, when we're defending set plays, we're too deep as a full team. You can't have, Surely they're getting in each other's way with the way that we've got it because we've got a wall of basically eight, nine players on the six-yard box. One or two of them needs to just be another five yards or three yards just up the pitch. So at least if the ball does go out, at least they can put that challenge in. And we all over the pitch off the first half, we were too deep. Do you think, in some ways, the two goals, the the way that Saka was allowed to go, the challenge, Dawson was unlucky, he gets a touch on the ball and it hits yeah. the knee of Saka and goes back. And the second one, Kilman, I just felt was a little bit slow to, to get out to Sinchenko to stop the cross coming in. But given the way things have gone for Wolves with challenges in the penalty area, do you think there's any part of them that were maybe a little bit reticent to to get too close to people because if they if they misjudge it ever so slightly the way it's gone it's been a point to the spot but I think if you, if you do get a little bit deeper and you do come off a little bit when you do go in there that's the time when you do get the, the fells given against you because it's like a delayed response to it if you're right on contact with them at least you're then challenging you're not putting that last ditch tackling so <laughs> I just think that we've, we we have got to learn from that where if you're going to get into teams, if you're going to make it difficult for teams to play, you've got to be in the face a little bit. I said this before the whistles even kicked off for the first half. You've got to get in people's faces. And again, I, I just think that we showed them too much respect in that first 20, 25 minutes for me. I just thought that it was so easy for them. Like I say, Odegaard was, like, was just strolling around. He was just getting into pockets. He was getting the ball, he was doing what he wanted. I think the goal that Saka scored, we've got three players around him. I think it was Belgard and Bueno, just both of them standing off him. One of them needs to go in and have a challenge with him. 
because then the other one can then pick up whatever he's going to do. But we didn't. We just stand off, stand off. He's then threaded a ball, and then we got caught ball watching. Three players: Doyle, Belgar, and Bueno got caught ball watching after that. After he'd gone. Is there a sense to you that actually what we witnessed here today is very much a, a, an evidence of the change of mentality and maybe? experience and confidence of this Wolves team because those first two goals were very similar to the first goals we conceded here in the last day of last season and we all know what went on and let's be honest about things in that final game of the season we were an utter shambles in some of our I defending well I feared the worst when, when those two goals yeah. went in after what was it five six minutes we're 2-0 down and I'm just thinking oh no if we don't get ourselves sorted, we're in trouble. We're back on the defeat where they've hit, was it five, six past yeah. uh, the Champions League? Longs, yeah, was long it? on Wednesday. Yeah. But, but that's the point, that last season we got ourselves into that position and we could not find a way to change things and to recover. And we ended up then getting a pasting and it could have been more than five. Similarly, the same thing happened at Brighton, really, where we ended up going to pieces. We didn't go to pieces today. No, we we looked like it, and I know it took a while to get there. But uh, am I am I clutching at straws to take too much confidence and positivity from the fact that actually we got a grip of it and we got back into no, the game? No, but it, but the the problem what we got is uh, it's the amount of time that it took us to get a grip on it. Again, I said to you uh, about Sheffield United again. The second half when we come out against Sheffield United, you would have thought they were a top six side the way they were, the the respect and the and the way that we backed off them. Um, the basic, he caused us massive problems. We, we were fortunate to get ourselves level terms because like, we didn't offer anything at all against Sheffield United. Belgar scores a good goal, even though it was a deflection. And we thought, oh, well, look, we played well, but we got, a, we got ourselves a point. I know we went on to consider a dubious penalty. But if you don't get into teams' area of, well, tackling or putting pressure on them, they're going to pick you off. These are one of the best teams at doing it. But when we went, when we started to get into them, they, it rattled them. It rattled them. And that's what you've got to do against teams. The minimum thing that you've got to do is you've got to be there to upset teams. They always say you've got to win the battle first before you say like, you can win the war. Well, today we didn't win the battle in the first 20 minutes or so. We started to get ourselves back into it. But unfortunately, it's had two goals down. You're chasing the game. Um, and we didn't realise we, we didn't really look like it was going to cause Arsenal a problem, and you can't afford to do it. These are one of the best teams in the league, and you just seen it there. We got them rattled in that second half, and and that's the team what's just gone top of the league. So it just shows you yeah. we've got more than enough to cause problems for any side in this league if we get that competitive element in our game straight away. Well, here you go, tail of the tape. Then as uh, across the whole game in total. Um, Wolves had 44% uh, possession of this game. Um, but that doesn't tell you the full bit because in the first half, it was 40%. In the second half, it was 47 um, Expected goals, 2.95 for Arsenal across the game, 0 0.83 for Wolves, but 0 0.22 second half, 0 0.61 first half. So in theory, Wolves were supposedly more likely to score first half, which I'm not entirely sure... I don't where think that that's comes right. from. I was going to say, I don't think uh, that's right. I, don't, I think apart from the one 
effort at the goal. I don't think we had no. Yeah, 19 shots in the whole game for Arsenal, uh, six of which were on target, eight off target and five blocked. Six for Wolves, three on target and three off target. Four of those shots came in that second half and three of them were on target. Across the whole game, two, uh, four corners for Arsenal. Wolves didn't get a single corner in the game. Um, as far as some of the other stats goes, uh, Wolves 80% pass success rate, Arsenal 88%, but they do tend to do a lot more short passing. Um, Wolves, as you can imagine, uh, absolutely won the dribbling stats. 7 of 13 were successful, 3 of 13 for Arsenal, but Wolves did lose possession more times, 132 compared to 122. Though they won more duels, they won more battles in the air, they had more tackles, less interceptions, but way more clearances. Um, overall, uh, I think you almost kind of look at those stats and kind of go, well, clearly Wolves changed. Clearly Wolves had more confidence second half and Cunha has a good effort. The one criticism I would make, Tomo, similar to something we talked about at halftime on Monday night at Craven Cottage. When they get into certain areas, why don't they shoot? I don't know. Well, I said to you, there was one in the second half and it was down in front of us. Doherty's in just inside the box. And I'm thinking, somebody who's got a proven record at scoring goals from a full-back position, and he's played it wide. Central, central of the goal, and he's, he's around about the edge of the box, just inside the box possibly. Why hasn't he hit it? There's bodies in front of him. Anything can happen. If you have a shot from there, you can get deflection, you can score direct. But we're very reluctant. We try, we, we try to complicate things for me. Mm. And the game's simple sometimes, but we, it's just that we complicate it. And I'm not just talking about Wolves. But if you've got a chance there to shoot, just hit it. Just hit, you, you never know what's going to happen. You never know. If, let's say, if you don't, if, you've, got to, you've got to have an effort if you're going to score. Because if you're going to keep passing things off or playing things out wide all of a sudden it's just like it nullifies everything and I just think that we've had good chances to score goals and we turn it down and again we've seen many a game where we've had players who have passed the ball rather than shoot and I don't understand why why should you be passing it to somebody you think is going to score you the goal yeah. when you can do it yourself and look I, I admit it sounds pernickety because as we we're talking about pre-game um, we'd never scored more goals than we had coming into this game at this stage of a Premier League campaign. We'd equaled the amount that we'd scored in 2019-20. We'd scored three times more goals than we had at the same stage of last season. So there has been a huge improvement in that, but it still feels like we are letting chances go that when it actually proved by the fact that the ball rolled across Mateus Cunha and he just smashed it. And take nothing away, it's a magnificent finish. But it's the first real time that someone's had uh, a snapshot, a split-second chance, and taken it on. And, and we got rewarded I'll tell you it. what, he, he did exactly the same down at Bournemouth, didn't he? The ball come through him first yeah. time, just put it straight beyond the keeper. And like, and this is, this is the upsetting bit about it, is we've got quality players technically as well, as we've seen with some of the goals that we've scored this year, but we're still reluctant to shoot for whatever reason I don't know what it is because who's going to have a go at you I'd rather us have a shot it goes wide gets deflected uh, or you miss the target 
than somebody who's passing it out wide and the, and it just fizzles out on the attack. And that's what we've got to do a lot better for me. I think that we've got to do it a lot better when we get in there and have a gamble. If you don't shoot, you're never going to score. Uh, Roscoe Wall says only believed in themselves in the last 10 minutes. John Davis, why can't Gary O'Neill get his selections right at the start of the match rather than waiting for the second half? Big improvement after half time. I think that's a bit harsh, John, really. I mean, I don't think there's anything else he could have done differently from the start of the game, really. I mean, you, you would say maybe Matt that's Doherty that's had a chance, but that's, that's by the by, isn't it? He went with Hugo Bueno. Hugo Bueno had a good 60 minutes. Yeah, look... You look at their two wide men, and I said to you, I said before the game, they're going to be critical in the way that they play. Everything comes from their wide positions. You saw Saka, Saka score. You saw, um, say, Odegaard score. Again, coming from the opposite side, the ball laid back to him. So it's coming from the wide areas. I thought the two full-backs did really well. I thought Samado did really well yeah. against Martinelli. I thought Bueno did OK against Saka. Gave him a little bit too much respect for me. Because I'll tell you what, we watched him in the first half. You think you've got him, and he, he got, he's gone. He's gone. He's a very, very clever player. Because he's left-footed. I know he comes inside a lot with his left, but he goes the other way as well. He's not he's not scared about... So he's a, he's a massive threat for a fullback, for somebody that can go either side. And, and I'll tell you, I thought we did all right. I thought we did all right on it. Craig says, good fighting performance, but we always seem slow out of the blocks. Thought Cunha was magnificent, never stopped running onto Burnley now up the walls. Um, Pete says, wasn't the drumming I expected, but he thought it was a pathetic display, especially the first half. I mean, they were very deep, and and we've I think we've been perfectly honest to say that Wolves were, were not at it in that first period. And as Tomo has, has said, uh, he, you know, there is that feeling that maybe they gave a bit too much respect to Arsenal. They stood off them, and when they engaged with them, and clearly, and you have to give some credit to the changes that were made, yep. and and clearly on the field we talked about half time and the note that went on to Maximin and Kilman again and you picked up on Totti going man to man with Saka and Kilman almost going man to man with Trossard yeah. that you know you have to give credit that they t they made changes on the fly and the changes they made on the fly worked I don't really see what uh, what else they could have done in terms of the starting lineup and selection that some people have been critical what a lot of Gary O'Neill he's happy to change things if he thinks that something's not working he's changed it and he's done that again today I thought look the damage was done early doors in the second in the first half um, it's because it's always going to be hard chasing a, a, a two goal lead but but I just think that he's always willing to make those changes okay and sometimes it takes half time for him to get a real grip of his players to change the formation or to, same formation but just to change the responsibility of players and I think that's what he did. So he's come on straight away and he's gone, I want this change, this change, this change. So there's no fear from him about changing it. And, and we've seen this, that this year when he's, he's changed formations, he's changed the layout, he's changed players. Um, and I think there was a difference. Sarabia coming on, I thought, had a good game when he come on. Uh, Kalajic struggled to get into the game. But Doughty did okay for coming on for Weno. And look, it's, it's all about making those changes, but making sure that the, the efforts work from the, the players that he's bringing on. And look, there's a big difference in the second half to the first half. At least we competed with Arsenal. Uh, and look, 
a lot of teams are going to struggle coming yeah, here. And a lot of teams are going to struggle coming here. And Ian here. Newman said, to be fair, we would all have taken a 2-1 loss, especially after the first 15 minutes. We did say we missed Lamina. He wasn't impressed by Traore today. And Ryan Aitnori was a big miss. And that, that is a fair point. Ryan Aitnori has been a, a very key player in the way Wolves have played in the last couple of months. And, and he's the kind of player that makes people back away from you because he's got the ability not just to go on the outside, as Breno did, and Breno did very well. There was one particular cross in the first half that was a beautiful ball in, but Aitnori can go either side. And you're talking about Saka doing yeah. that. That it, it, frightens it, it, defenders, doesn't it? It really does, because he's quick. Um, he's got great feet, got great ability. Saka, and you've just seen it today, because, we, like I say, we had a good close-up because he was down our side in the first half. And look, you can see why people stand off him because you think you've got him and then he just either moves the ball or he moves himself and he's gone. And it, But the problem what you've got is he's not just a one-trick pony where he just goes down one way. He'll come, either, he'll go either side. But what he does, and, and this is where you, you can't do it, people switched off. Cause it, because he's out wide, you're thinking, OK, we've got him, he's out wide. But as a clever player that he is, what he does... He starts to go inside a little bit and all of a sudden we've lost him and he got the goal from that. Uh, one here says should have started Doherty and Sarabia. Poor performance over the 90 minutes. Matt says why do we start so slowly behind early in the last three games and take so much time to get going. Jay says playing 90 minutes would be great to do sometimes. Uh, Jack though says great performance second half. Bentley needs to start more often. Um, we would suggest that he is going to start more often for the for the meantime. Jose Sarr going off injured in the first half. It was actually just as the as he tried to move for the Martin Erdegaard second goal. I don't think he would have got anywhere near it had he not. But he immediately kind of went down to his knees, and it became apparent apparent that it, it looked from our view that he was having back spasms. And he made one unbelievable save considering he could barely move but the second he just simple thing of catching the ball you could see he, he couldn't stand up straight. Well, well when he was, he was again he's down our end where we can see but he was putting his hands on his thighs and bending over and you could see the agony on his face he was in he was in real trouble when he was doing it but again so look he's the manager's made the, the change he hasn't left it he's made it straight away near enough he asked his goalkeeper, but just looking from his medical staff and just looking at him, he, he didn't look uh, comfortable at all. So he had to make that change. Uh, one thing that a number of people have asked about um, that we picked up on during the game, the suggestion that Arsenal used four substitution opportunities. Um, uh, and I, I thought I was going crazy. Oh, you're, you, you've been scanning that laptop. Well, <laughs> I was certain the rule was that you only were allowed three. And I was right. But what we, what we believe is the case is that when the initial Arsenal second substitute was made, which was Kai Havertz coming on for Gabriel Martinelli, um, at that time, Tomiyasu went down injured. Play never restarted. He was given treatment for two minutes and then was replaced by Ben White. And so because play hadn't restarted, it counts as one rather than two substitute opportunities which is why they were able to make the two late changes in the game to use their full complement of five allowed substitutes so 
Uh, we were right. You are only allowed three. So it was a technicality then. And yeah, by a technicality, because play didn't restart, uh, that's as we understand it from here, and we haven't been able to watch the tape back, but that is what I believe happened. Um, then it, it was technically okay. Um, so we don't need to be ringing up PGMOL and <laughs> making a complaint, at least not this weekend. Um, I, I mean, if we're taking, if we say, if we're going for the positives out of this game, a few people picked up on Mateus Cunha. Um, there's a frustration about him, isn't there? And you talked in commentary about the fact that, that you really do think he can get amongst the goals now. Well, he's shown that he can finish. But again, he's another player who I think that he had one in the first half. I think that if he's kept that on his left-hand foot, uh, left-hand side, sorry, um, I don't think the defender's getting back at him. Because he's right-footed and he's tried to come back into it, it's allowed the defender to get back to him. Uh, I think it was Gabriel, wasn't it? So look, um, he's coming on to him. But I think if he keeps it on his left-hand side, and keeps going because he's got the legs on him he showed that he got the legs because initially he's away from him he's in front of him but you've just got to get across him you've got to make sure that you keep it there uh, and keep driving on and, and that's that's what I'm saying like, we see a lot of our players keep checking back when they're away from players keep going be positive what, what's going to happen they're going to end up giving you a foul corner free kick throwing whatever you're inviting them in to make a challenge and they've got to make a decision and um. Tuesday night, look, so there's three games coming up now, or two games coming up this week. So three games in, in quick succession, and obviously they had uh, a lesser time to recover from the game on Monday as well. Um, that's not, not to say about Arsenal, because, of course, Arsenal played on Wednesday, only made one change. But from a Wolves perspective, they have a game against a Burnley side who've thrashed Sheffield United. Down to 10, admittedly, but they've got a massive morale-boosting victory. So they'll now come to Molyneux in completely different spirits than they might have otherwise done. Um, Mario Lamina and João Gomez, you would imagine, go straight back in. Yeah. Agreed? Yep. So what do they do elsewhere? Because I don't know about you, and I know there's a number of supporters who are messaging us that um, weren't particularly happy with He Chan Wang today, and there'll be people who weren't particularly happy with other players. If Pedro Neto's available, if he's got anything within him is to it, play is any it, point is it, is, game, he clo is he close to coming in? Well, we were told, weren't we, originally, that there was a chance after the international break. And it's been, obviously, another week, and by that point, it'll be in another 10 days. So, but if he's available, if, do you look at that side at the minute, and maybe even if he's not, and you look at Sasha, you look at Fabio Silva being to the options, or maybe Pablo Sarabia, as you've talked about, do you look at the front three or the front two as they were today and maybe go, are they getting a bit tired? Do we maybe need to freshen things up? No. Not for you? Not for me. Um, if Neto's fit, I'd rather start him than bring him on a sub because if you start him, you can always go, well, if he's, if he's struggling or give him 45 minutes or whatever it is, at least you can make the sub then at half-time. Um, and then it gives you some indication about how how he is. Look, he's going to be a little bit rusty, don't get me wrong. But if he was fit, look, he's one of our better players, isn't he? And if he's available, you play him. But, yeah, I, I would start him. I would start him for me. Um, and then you've got to have a look about what you're going to be doing with everybody else. But for me, I know that Bur uh, Burnley had a good victory. 
But I don't think it's anything really apart from it might give them a bit of a confidence boost. But I think it's going to be a total different game against us, especially at Molyneux. I think that we've played really well at Molyneux and, and we've got at teams at Molyneux. And I'm again, we didn't do it today, but I'm just hoping that we do. Because we, we've got enough quality to, to beat your Burnleys in the side. No disrespect to them. But we've got a, enough quality in our side to, to cause teams like that problems, especially at home. So if there's no Pedro Neto, then it, it's Lamina and Gomez back in and, yep. and that's the only changes for you? Yeah. Maybe Belgar plays higher up. Yes, I, I think so as well, because I think them two will allow Belgard to play a little bit further up. But um, look, I, I, I like Wang. I think he's done really well this season with the goals that he's got. But he's a strong lad. He's a strong lad. He's a powerful lad. He's quick. But he's and I think and again I've seen it most of this season. Referees have just got no tolerance of him going down at the minute. The same and you've seen it two or three times today where he's he's telling him to get up, way play. But I've seen that throughout this season, where they probably thought or when referees have had it that he seems to go to ground a little bit easily. Um, and I thought he was out of that, but he's done it a couple of times today, and the referees not had nothing. He's ended up getting booked for it, the one. Yeah. And I just think that he's a powerful lad. Get on with it. Just I, I, I did think there was a few times today, though, where they were fouls. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't get me wrong. So, look, I, I know that there's some of the fouls, but you watch... I don't, I don't th basically, I'm, I don't think he gets the protection yeah, that, yeah. that other forwards would but, do. I, but, but for some reason, they've got no tolerance of it, or they haven't mm. got as much tolerance of him lately. They're the most tolerance of Wolves, though, do they? Yeah, yeah well, well oh, that's a, I could go VAR <laughs> either. Yeah, but <laughs> but uh, it's... it's it's nice not to be talking about VAR today anyway, so it's, but it's on that. But look, whatever it is, it just seems that the officials have got no tolerance or less tolerance of what Wang's doing. But for me, he's got, he's got opportunities to get at anybody. He's quick, he's powerful, he's strong, he can put the ball in the net. I just think, I know you were saying, oh, he's got, he's, what, has he got eight goals? Yeah. I think if he does things better on that way, the one in the first half, I've had a look at the replay of it. He's kind of breaks are on and he's yeah, leaning you, back. You and I disagree on that. I yeah. think it's just too far ahead of him. Uh, but you I, thought he could have got it. I there. thought he could have got it. I thought he could have got it. And I think if he goes in for that challenge with that keeper, that could have fell to anywhere. And it might give him another chance to get in the goal. But as again, he's when he's getting the challenge, he's like leaning back when he's gone into it. But I, look, I think he's a quality player. I think he's, he's done really well this season. I think that he's improved in what it is. But I think, and I know we always want more, I think he can do more. I think he can create and score more goals this season for us because he's got all the attributes of a, of a good centre-forward. He can score, he's in the right place at the right time. Um, but it, uh, it looks like officials just seem to be having some problem with him at the minute where he, when he goes to ground, but they're not having it. And the referee today, again, waved him, waved him up about two or three times again throughout the game. And booked him. I, as I, well. knew, I knew we'd find a way to complain about officials at some point. Wouldn't be a match day live extra, exactly, would it? Exactly. Yeah. It's a, exactly, <laughs> mate. Exactly. I've, I've left. I've left the officials alone today. <laughs> Do you know, just on the final point, I, I think it is worth making that. Um, you know, we we took an absolute battering here last year, and a very good team in the Champions League took an absolute battering here uh, the other night, and I, I do think that there is a semblance that this Wolves team and we've talked about it in recent weeks are competitive again 
and are there. And we can be critical of certain players, we can be critical of certain moments, but actually, when it comes down to it, we gave, we went out and we gave it a bit more of a go than we have in, in some of the matches. And in you that know, regard, we can walk away and say, this this Arsenal team are probably going to be in with a shout winning oh yeah, the league again. Oh yeah. But the thing is, do you want to know something? Because we've got high expectations of our team and and we know we've got a quality team, it's just that expectations that we've got. And like, so we watch them each week and we're going, if they go into teams, like they did in the second half a lot more, we'll cause anybody a problem in this league. I keep saying that. We'll cause anybody a problem in this league because we've got quality players. Um, we just let ourselves down sometimes where we back off teams and we allow teams to play and we kind of come a nice team to play against. But I'll tell you what, when we're at it and we get in the faces and causing problems, the quality that we've got causes anybody a problem. Even the Arsenal today, we caused them a problem. When we got into them, we caused them a problem, and they were out, they were holding on. We, I could see the reaction of the crowd around us today, and they were they were worried, they were concerned, because when we get into teams and get that competitive element into it, and get those challenges in, we cause teams problems. If we play like that, we'll get more points and more results than we do by the way that we play and back off teams, as we have done a few times this year. I, I want us to be on the front foot. I want us to be taking chances and gambles and having a go, especially in the opponent's half. Go and have a go, go and have a shot, anything. We'll get something out of it. We're back Tuesday. Uh, we're live at Molyneux. Join us for all the build-up from there. Wolves Express will have the reaction from this game for you on your favourite podcast feed on Monday morning. Don't forget to check out wolves.co.uk for plenty of reaction to this game and all the very latest Wolves news and at Wolves across social media as well. From Andy Thompson and myself, Mikey Burrows, at a freezing cold Emirates Stadium. Cold. Wasn't to be today, but we go again come Tuesday night. Wolves Weekly, match day live extra, brought to you by mydieselclaim.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.